0: And welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and I am very happy uh, for today's guest. Um, they are someone that I have been wanting to chat with for a while now. They've been having a breakout 2021, and so much so that they are going to be debuting on Impact Wrestling. Tonight at 8 p.m. on Axis TV, uh, we have Jay Vidal on the show. Um, of course, Jay has been making a name for himself out in the Vegas scene over the past couple of years, but 2021 has been a huge um, expansion for Jay's, uh, I guess you could say, profile. Um, you know, between competing at both big gay brunches, stepping into the ring with Midas Creed at Full Queer. And also various appearances with GCW, or uh, as well as No Peace Underground. Um, Jay has really kind of uh, burst out onto the scene here this year, and it's been awesome to watch. You know, whether in solo action or alongside his tag team partner Parada as the Bad Bitches, Um, they uh, Jay has been doing uh, a great job of building himself up and continues to kill it anytime he steps into the ring and you know it's the perfect time for for us to sit down and chat here as he's set to debut on impact tonight um, i was really enjoyed the chance to get to chat with him and I've, i'm sure y'all will enjoy the conversation as well and yes we do talk about that spot from the big game in Chicago where jay just i don't understand um, i do but i don't understand <laughs> jumping from such heights but you know what sometimes you just gotta take the chances right um that being said though before we get to that conversation um, I did want to touch on some news of the week this week because this has been a, a f- it has been a interesting and fun week in pro wrestling but also the week coming is going to be uh, really fun and intriguing um, obviously Last Thursday, after our episode with Dave Turner dropped, um, we saw the latest installment from Enjoy Wrestling's Night Moves show where Effie and Billy Dixon renewed their rivalry for a third time and the match did not disappoint at all. Um, much like any other time that Billy and Effie step into the ring against one another. Um, it is an all-out brawl, all-out fight and that always ends in... A bit of respect between two of the highest profile queer wrestlers um, going today. So much so that calling calling them just high profile queer wrestlers doesn't do them justice. They they are high profile wrestlers on the independent scene right now. Um, And I am always here for whenever they want to step into the ring. But sticking with Enjoy coming up today, we have the third installment of Enjoy's Night Moves show, uh, featuring uh, some notable LGBTQ names on that card. Obviously, the tag team match between uh, the Neon Ninjas and Killian McMurphy and Savannah Evans um, is going to be a lot of fun. You know, Savannah and and uh, Killian making their debuts and enjoy um, an interesting team, to say the least. <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to that. And then, of course, uh, I think the, the match that, honestly built and enjoy in, in a lot of ways the rivalry that is built in enjoy in a lot of people's minds so far Ziggy Higham, and Edith Surreal Hair versus Mask the match that I think outside of you know I think Billy and Effie and then Edith and Ziggy were the two matches that were most talked about coming out of the taping earlier this month or last month rather it's November not October um so I I am super excited to finally get the chance to see that match and to see what all went down. The small clips and GIFs that I've seen so far um, have been uh, outrageous in a good way. (laughs) And I can only imagine um, what that is going to have in store for all of us. Um, That being said, coming up uh, on uh, Friday, we have um, Hood Slam coming back with their uh, 11th installment of Entertainia. Um, their big annual event that they do, and this promises to be a a big one. Obviously, Hood Slam has been back for um, a little bit now since taking uh, their extended hiatus during the pandemic, Um, but what better way to really fully announce that they're back than by running their biggest show of of the year with Entertainia. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's on Friday. And the last thing I want to touch on here before we jump into my conversation with Jay is something that happened on Dynamite this week. Hooray! Um, obviously, there's been a lot of news with AEW between, um, you know, John Moxley going into treatment for alcohol abuse um, or, or alcohol addiction, rather. And, um,. You know, seeing Abaddon's pro, pronouns, they, them, uh, in, in their Twitter bio. There's been a lot of, of things kind of moving and shaking with AEW. But on Wednesday's Dynamite, uh, we saw another instance of some stuff from pro wrestling that really does not need to be in pro wrestling anymore. Chris Jericho's promo against uh, America, America's top team, um, or American Top Team, I don't whatever their name is. Dan Lambert's people, um, basically slut shaming Paige VanZant, you know, former UFC fighter, former uh, or still under contract to BFKC, I believe, or, or BKFC. I get mixed up with acronyms. I apologize, um, but she also, you know, has an OnlyFans and is making good money off of that, as should anyone that wants to do that, you know, that is their own choice but to see Chris Jericho use that in a way that slut shames her um, from a babyface perspective even Um, it speaks to something that, you know harkens to a foregone era in a way and I know that that's can be kind of Subjective in in certain circles because pro wrestling at the indie level, pro wrestling at the major televised level, there can be some discrepancies there. Especially when you're talking about someone who has been in the in the game like Jericho as long as they, as he has, um, and also let's be real, built a lot of his cachet in WWE character-wise. But prior to leaving. Um, for AEW back in the late 90s, early 2000s, with a lot of slut-shaming babyface promos towards Stephanie McMahon. A lot of stuff that does not look well when looking back on it now. Um, So, am I surprised that he went that route? No. Not at all. Um, Am I disappointed? (laughs) Yeah. Because AEW, you know, they have really positioned themselves as being a company that focuses on diversity and focuses on inclusion. And there are many, many, many examples you can point to that shows that that message comes through in action. But whenever you have arguably your most well-known star um, in Chris Jericho continuing to propagate these um, social ideals that uh, honestly don't belong they didn't belong then. They don't belong now. Sex work is work. Sex workers are valid. I don't know why I have to say that now because like that's just that should just be common fucking knowledge. But to see that happen again on a national, on a nationally televised program like Dynamite, um, it really makes you step back a little bit and wonder what how far does do these messages of in, of inclusion go? Um, and I know that like you know AEW doesn't tell Chris Jericho to say these things, so it can't necessarily point Jericho's statements um, towards the company per se. But he is saying it on their program, and that is uncalled for, honestly. So I don't know. It's just frustrating to see, um, especially considering how much shit sex workers still get. Um, in the larger climate, uh, societally, and I don't know. I there are people that will that can speak to this better than I can. There's people and a lot of people in pro wrestling that also do sex work, um, whether it be through OnlyFans or or other avenues that can have a probably a better a better viewpoint. Um, just because like this is their. This part of their lives. You know, this is part of how they make their livelihood. Um, so, you know, listen to those people. You know, we can. We I trust me. I know I'm not the only one that has voiced some um, disappointment when it comes to this situation. But the most important people we can listen to when it comes to this stuff are sex workers and people within pro wrestling who understand that sex work is work and and that are. That, work, that move within those circles as well, you know. Those are the voices that should be lifted up through this. And it's frustrating to see that in 2021, Chris Jericho still has to fall back on the crutch of slut shaming someone who makes a lot of money on OnlyFans. fans. You know, she should be commended for that. So much about this, fucking, so much about this American Top Team and Inner Circle uh, feud has just been immensely frustrating so much about it i swear to god anyway i'm going to stop with the vinegar now and introduce you to some simple syrup in the form of mr Jay vidal what's up guys gals and non-binary pals welcome back to lgbt in the ring and i am very happy to have as my guest this week someone who is making Waves in the pro wrestling scene right now. He's just been announced for LA Fights, GCW's new West Coast brand. He is the new PCW Ultra Light Champion. He is a star with Future Stars of Wrestling in Las Vegas. You've seen him on No Piece Underground. You've seen him at the Big Gay Brunch, taking his own life into his hands, jumping off of whatever heights he can find. And on Thursday, today, he is going to be making his debut for Impact Wrestling. Please welcome Jay Vidal to LGBT in the ring. How are you doing, Jay?
1: Uh, I am doing fantastic, Brian. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I'm excited to finally have you on the show. And honestly, I'm glad to welcome you back into the OutSports world because I know earlier this year you were on the Game Day Tea, our, one of our uh, partner podcasts, and I really enjoy that interview. I've been watching you uh, work over the past couple of years, and I've been really enjoying your rise and to see you continue to get an elevated platform for yourself is just amazing to see.
1: Oh yeah, it's all coming full circle. I started at, like you said, the game day tea, and now I'm over here doing this podcast with you. I mean, it feels, it feels great, and it feels great to see the the progression um, over the past year. or So I mean, I if you were to have asked me on the game day tea, what events would have transpired to lead to this, I, I don't think I ever would have guessed. Hey, I'm gonna be a part of something associated with GCW, including the big gay brunch, as well as being PCW ultralight champion. And even, you know, now having appeared on impact, like, <laughs> like this is all, this, this all happened in less than a year and I'm super grateful for it. And, you know, I mean, the, the blessings are coming from the universe and, and I'm here to receive them.
0: What has that been like for you? Cause it like, it really seems like a lot has happened so fast. You know, like did obviously like whenever you did that podcast earlier this year, I would say even like before that beginning of the year, maybe this wasn't necessarily what 2021 was expected for for you per se. Not to say that you're like limiting yourself, but like to have so much happen so fast and to be able to like go on national television now with impact. Like what is what has it been like for you to kind of watch all of this fall into place?
1: Um, it's. I can't even put it into words, Ryan. Like, to me, everything, I believe that everything happens for a reason. In the game day T, I I talked about how when the pandemic hit, I had to move back to Miami and then move back over here to Vegas. And ever since I was able to move back to Vegas, everything just fell into place. Everything from, you know, my rise in Future Stars Wrestling to being able to compete at Effie's Big Gate Brunch to PCW, which uh, I, I didn't even... I didn't even imagine myself in that. Uh, they actually just put out a tweet like, hey, who do you want to see in PCW Ultra? And somebody ended up mentioning my name and next thing you know, they contact me. And next thing you know, I go over there and I'm PCW Ultra Light Champion on my debut. <laughs> and then we're also talking about within just a few days of that, I'm appearing on Impact, which is airing later today at 8 p.m. Eastern on Access. Like wow i I, when i say i can't put into words i can't put into words but again i am super grateful
0: no it's it's been amazing to watch it, it all happen like obviously i think the the first step of that was the uh the first big gay brunch in april whenever you and parada the bad bitches showed up for paro's paro's uh twink tag team gauntlet um which that was a spectacle in and of itself. Uh, well, talk to me a little bit about getting that call uh, initially and and kind of understanding the stage you were being asked to, to be on with the Big Gay Brunch down in Tampa.
1: So Effie, I met Effie, believe it or not, years back. Um, Effie's this tremendous um, LGBTQ professional wrestler who's done so much for the community. Um, when I met him, I was doing Ring Crew in the small independent wrestling show in Florida. I wasn't even Jay Vidal, as a lot of people know, before Then I was doing this raver gimmick that didn't really connect with anybody because it was just a gimmick. As I always tell people, you have to be at least an extension of yourself. Uh, Jay Vidal is me turned up to a thousand. Um, But I ended up meeting Effie before, you know, the whole Jay Vidal character arose and I would bug him constantly about these big gay brunches. I would message him. Hey, do you got a spot open? Oh, not this time. Do you got a spot open? Do you got a spot open? I said, listen, I'm going to be in Tampa Mania weekend. Effie, please put me in the big gay brunch. He said, I got this spot open. It's going to be for Paro's um, twink gauntlet, tag team twink gauntlet. Are you down to be a part of it? I said, yes, count me in. And I knew that I'm going up there against, you know, Paro, um, and his tag partner, the end, you know, who have been seen on in NWA. I knew what I was going up against, so I said, okay, if I'm gonna get murdered, I'm at least gonna look cute doing it. I'm gonna show out during my <laughs> entrance. <laughs> parade and I are gonna go out there, and you know what? It it, it it ended up working. It really ended up working, and it was something beautiful to be a part of because you don't realize until you're in a room with all these other LGBTQ talents um, how alike we are but also how different we are when we're presented out there Mm because i think perro and i are two completely completely different people at the ring you know
0: (laughs) oh no for sure and like that i think speaks to the further conversation that's happened as more you know people have been out publicly in pro wrestling is like it it breaks these stereotypes that we've seen in pro wrestling and beyond the real culturally that's really um of like kind of pushing LGBTQ identities into one specific area of personality. You know, it's one thing I've really enjoyed watching all the different diverse presentations of uh, and um, outward expressions of queerness through people like yourself, like Pero, like uh, Effie, like Billy Dixon, like Sunny Kiss, so many different versions of what you can be uh, and still be part of this community. Uh, It's been really uh, awesome to watch develop over, over the past couple of years.
1: Absolutely. And I, speaking on Sunny Kiss, I always like, I credit Sonny Kiss greatly because I remember when I was first being brought up in wrestling, this is a uh, 2016, I was super nervous about coming out. My first two years in wrestling actually didn't come out. Uh, I talked about this in the game day tea as well, where Gangrel was one who inspired me to come out. He found out from another wrestler that uh, I told that I was gay. He's like, hey, mijo, like, you know, are, are you gay? And I was like, no, 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 you know, I like women, you know, <laughs> and he, he would tell me, he said, he said, no, like, if you're gay, like, it's, it's okay, you know, like, be yourself, no matter what, be yourself. Um, I remember the, um, I was working for a specific promoter who I was a, a little afraid to come out to at the time and he said, listen, if any promoter doesn't want to book you because you're gay, then shame on that promoter. There's other places to work. Don't worry about it, always be yourself. Um, but Sonny Kiss, one of the first people that I saw, for example, just be, being themselves. And I remember I, I messaged Sonny before and I said, thank you so much because you have no idea that you're actually one of the reasons why, you know, Jay Vidal is here, why I was able to, you know, openly and comfortably present this, this character to the world, which I'm glad that people Take a liking
0: to. No, and, and to that end as well, it's been amazing to see major companies like Impact, like AEW, like Ring of Honor, um, be able to let people come in and present themselves in ways that speak to the reality of their identity, the reality of who they are while also like being able to maintain that um, validity in the pro wrestling world. Like, you know, obviously impact Keira Hogan did wonders there. And then now you're coming in uh, to, to put that in. Also, I can't, even I can't mention this without mentioning Jamie Senegal also competing at the uh, at at the uh, oh the Knockouts Knockdown a tournament. There almost ran out of my brain. Um, so like there's been it's been amazing to kind of watch these major companies kind of stick that flagpole down as well in in recent years too. Was that something that kind of um, not necessarily pushed you but made you feel a bit more um, emboldened whenever Impact reached out?
1: Yes, because Impact has a very diverse roster, as it is. And when, when I say, I, like, I showed up at Impact and I felt comfortable there, man, I felt, I felt comfortable. I felt like you're in the back, you know, you, you want to feel like one of the boys and girls in the back. And everybody was super welcoming. Everybody was super kind. Um, I want to put out a shout-out to uh, Trey Miguel, the Division champion because he actually uh he was super welcoming to me in the back I remember I was super nervous I'd never worked any um for any major company like Impact before and I was scared about even changing in the dressing rooms and I, <laughs> I remember I remember going to the back and you know I was asked like where, where can I change and they told me where I could change and I walked in there and I remember asked the Miguel like, "Oh, is it cool if I, you know, if I get dressed over here?" He's like, he looks like he's like, "Yeah, man, the locker rooms for everybody." And we stayed just having a 30 minute conversation before his match. Um, people like Rhino as well, who you know went out of his way to to make sure that I was doing okay, asked how I was doing. Um, Ross, the he's the head of uh, media relations over there. He's was really nice to me. It's a welcoming environment and. You, you really don't even see things like that in the Indies like you do, but it's a whole nother level at impact. You could tell that's a family over there.
0: Mm, No, that's awesome to hear. I think that's what you would want from any locker room environment there. And also real quick, I cannot neglect to mention Mercedes Martinez because she will probably kick my head off if I don't mention her, uh, just tearing it up since coming to impact as well. So what, speaking to that, that kind of culture that, that you walked into, like, Obviously, you had some like apprehension walking into a place like this, and you had people that were there and welcoming. And you said that like the, it in comparison to like some indie locker rooms, it's it's, it's a bit of a divergence in a way. Um, do you feel like? the like indie locker rooms could not necessarily like learn a, a lesson that's not the right wording I want to put on it but like do you think that that the approach that you found to like the camaraderie in the impact locker room is something that you would want to see more independent companies kind of embrace in a way
1: yes absolutely um so my biggest takeaway from stepping into the impact locker room compared to other indie locker rooms is that people are people aren't really in groups. Everybody talks to each other. It's when I like when I say it's a family, I genuinely mean like these people are a family with each other. Um, And they I didn't feel out of place. And for it to be my first time over there for me to be a quote unquote, visitor over there, it they didn't make me feel like that they made me feel like I was a part of the family myself. And it even I And I will tell you right now, it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I got to meet one of my childhood idols, um, Mickey James. And (laughs) she was an absolute sweetheart to a point like we're at the end. You know, she even gave me a hug. And I was just like, (laughs) like, we just met today. Like, she has no reason. Like, if she wanted to, she could just, you know, wave goodbye at me and walk away. But it wasn't like that at all. It was super welcoming. It was super kind. It was a breath of fresh air.
0: What was it about Mickey that that made her so important to you growing up?
1: Oh, man. You know, there was that
0: storyline
1: with Trish Stratus. And you never saw, you never saw, especially in that era, you know, a woman obsessed over another woman. Mm -hmm. And it was that stalker thing, but it was also, you know, it also had that, um, that I guess you could say... The 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 like LGBTQ factor to it, you know, where mm-hmm. she's like, Yes, I'm obsessed, but I'm also in love with you. But you know, it's they the kissing, like two women kissing on TV, you never saw that. So, like you admired her. You talked to a lot of people who are in the community, and what storyline was their favorite growing up? And I know at the top of a lot of their list will be that Mickey James and Church Stratus storyline. Like Mickey James is an absolute legend. Um in the women's professional wrestling industry, you know, she's look at her time at impact, like her time as being knockouts champion. It's she's, she's honestly one of my, one of my top, uh, top athletes, top female athletes or wrestlers in general that I look up to.
0: No, I I definitely understand the, uh, the love for, for the, mickey trish uh whole feud there because i think like you said a lot of people that identify as lgbtq do see that as you know i think either something that they can latch on to from that era of pro wrestling but also like i'm not gonna lie like sometimes wrestling can be very formative for a lot of people whenever they're coming coming into their own understanding of who they are i know i've told this story multiple times on the show but you know growing up for me gold dust was that for me yes so like I completely understand like yes there there's a problematic element to this character (laughs) for sure but at the end of the day they're still giving you something that you can sort of see yourself in 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 that way so yeah I totally get that I totally understand that
1: it's crazy that you say that because I think that's why representation is so important having, you know, somebody that you could look up to and say, that person reminds me of myself is so important. I don't think that it really clicks in my head until after I do a show and I see, you know, uh, a trans kid or a non-binary kid just, you know, come over and, you know, with a big smile on their face, like, oh, can I take a picture? And I'm like, wow, you know, like, like you looked at the rest of the roster on the card, they really don't got anybody who is close, as close to them to the community as I am. So, you know, they, they tend to come over and share, you know, share experiences with you, connect with you. Um, Representation is very important. Just a little, you know, sidetrack. So I think that even the fact that Impact had me on, you know, with my nail polish and, you know, Coming in, letting me be Jay Vidal speaks volumes to the direction that they're going, the positive direction that they're going.
0: Mm. What is it like for you whenever you have fans from from the community come up to you or like tell you that, that you have impacted them or influenced them in some way through your craft?
1: It's humbling. It's humbling because that's all I've really ever wanted to do. I do believe that we all have a purpose in life. And I used to think that my purpose was professional wrestling um my what I love to do is professional wrestling I feel like my purpose is to try and inspire people to be the best version of themselves and to be themselves to comfortably be themselves because people are going to accept you. you're you going to find a group of people to accept you um I'm lucky grateful blessed that I found that in wrestling you know I got people who I call my brothers and sisters and they love me, <laughs> they love me as I am, you know, and you get to meet even more cool people who you never would think that you would actually connect with, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you were to tell me that me and, you know, me and Gangrel would, you know, happily be going out and, you know, having, having a few drinks or whatever, like, you really don't expect things like that, but the wrestling world, I'm grateful as you know, being very open to LGBTQ people. And if I can inspire people to say, hey, you know, like, there's people that will accept you out there. Just, Just be yourself, just follow your dreams, and the right people will come along eventually in that circle, in your aura.
0: You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at SarahIntheSafeWord.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBT RingPod or visit tinyurlcom IWTV. LGBT, and get a five-day free trial and peruse their entire library uh, over there at TV. Once again, promo code LGBTringpod, or go to tinyurl.com slash iwtvlgbt and get five days free. Check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBTringpod. You can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show Speaking of that kind of family that has been building in the pro wrestling world, um, I have to ask you about the second big game brunch in Chicago because you were in a scramble match with a number of great talents, you know, Brooke Valentine, Jared Evans, Dylan McQueen, Keita. Um, I know there's someone else in there that I always run out of, I always have one person run out of my brain in scramble matches, and Kung I Fu apologize. Janella. Yes, Kung Fu Janela. Thank you, Lord. I'm. It's my job to remember names. Anyway. Um... <laughs> no worries. No worries. I completely understand. No worries. But you were in this match, and I think that you had the the gif of the night with this dive that you did off of, uh, I guess, this partition or whatever you want to call it. Either way, it was a ridiculous height, and you pulled a twisting senton off onto, onto everybody else before ultimately winning the match. Talk to me a little bit about, like, going into that environment once again, being called back to the big gay brunch after your performance at the first one. And what what led to you diving off of this giant structure?
1: <laughs> so it's it's funny that we talk about that. I messaged Effie and excuse me, I messaged Effie and I said, Effie, like, you know, I see you're having this big gay brunch in Chicago. I would love to be a part of it if possible. And he said, Let me get back to you. And I kept messaging him, How, How's it looking? How's it looking? Don't know anything yet. I'll let you know. You know, he still has to talk it over with, uh, with Brett Lauderdale, um, who's been very amazing to me too. Uh, I think at that, by that point, he hadn't really been able to see much of my work. And, you know, at the first big gay brunch, I didn't get to show out in my in ring abilities, but I did get to show out my personality. So I, you know, I knew that he remembered me because when I would see him at other um, GCW shows, he would always say hello and, you know, give me the, the, you know, the nice handshake and smile. And he's always been good to me. Um, But I I was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get booked for this, but I'm gonna try, I'm gonna keep like, you know, persevering, keep, you know, texting Effie, bugging him. Effie, what's what's this looking like? Finally, I got the okay. As soon as I got the okay, booked everything, was able to go to Chicago. I, it was the very end of a very long wrestling weekend. So I didn't know how many people would show up. Mm-hmm. But man, there, there, there had to be like 800 people there and at least. And right as I got to the show, I was looking around and I said, I'm going to show out today. Yeah. No matter what, I'm going to show out. People are going to, if they're not going to remember my, me by name, by Jay Vidal, they're going to say, that, you know, that kind of bougie one with the, with the, with the nails painted, you know, he was looking really cute. Like, I'm, they're, they're going to remember me. I was looking around and I said, that is a very big wall right there. And I think I could get to the top of it. <laughs> so I was asking around, I said, you guys got any ladders around here? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to jump off a ladder? I said, no, I'm going to jump off that wall. They, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I just, I ended up doing it. And when I was up there beforehand, it didn't look as tall because there wasn't as many people around. So when there's more people around, you know, everybody just kind of looks like ants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I remember when I actually got, first off, when I got to the big gay brunch, it was again that the diversity was there. The energy was there. Um, Everybody, which to their credit, these LGBTQ talents there's never any cattiness, you know, it's all like hyping each other up as it should be mm. just, you know, pushing for us all to be better. And I was in there with, you know, tremendous talent like Keita Murray, like Kung Fu Janela, like Dylan McQueen, uh, you know, like Brooke, it's the, the, in my opinion, that next generation of, you know, talent that's coming up right now that we're all about to be next up Um, multiple lgbtq talents in one you know or multiple major companies in my opinion i i genuinely i'm putting it out in the universe i'm manifesting it for all of us uh, but when i the finally came time for the match and i was actually climbing up there i remember looking down and i said whoa this is really high right now <laughs> and I ended up getting the the please don't die chance I remember my head thinking yep I guess I better not die but (laughs) if I'm gonna do this dive I'm gonna make it look good I'm gonna you know shoot for the stars and if I go out then I go out with the prettiest you know what I mean twisting senton ever (laughs) and I'm grateful that everything came out good that I came out alive from it and I was actually able to win the match with my uh with my finishing move that I call the power bottom bombs yes <laughs> I
0: love that, that name too. by the way yes. so good
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta represent you know what I mean and I said when I was coming up with that move name I was like you know what this is, this is a power this kind of like a power bomb it's like a styles clash bomb and I remember thinking to myself like just like as a joke hey, it's a power bomb the power bottom bomb and I said wait that that has a nice ring to it mm-hmm so yeah, I'm super grateful, and again, like just having and uh, in that environment, especially at the big gay brunch, you have a lot of um, LGBTQ fans there, to wrestling fans, which I think you know companies like Impact are taking notice that there is that fan base that are LGBTQ wrestling fans. So it was it was something beautiful to be a part of, and I won. You know, like what else could I ask for? <laughs>
0: No, and and to your point, uh, looking at at Impact and and other companies as well, like, yes, their major companies are taking notice. I mean, that, you know, obviously, I think the main reason why people like yourself and other LGBTQ talents are being booked on these shows are because, like, you had the talent to be on those shows. But being part of the community and giving a face uh, to that community on these nationally televised broadcasts definitely helps to engender more. LGBTQ fans to engage with with them and and to understand that there is a place for them in their product as well. So yeah, I think that's spot on.
1: Absolutely, it's it's again, it's how you had you know how you looked at Goldust, and it's it's I'll be you know hopefully that Goldust for somebody in the future. Um, You know we. Again, uh, the later tonight, eight p.m. Eastern on Access, um, you'll be able to see me on Impact Wrestling. Hopefully, you know somebody who isn't familiar with Jay Vidal will become familiar and find a connection there somewhere. Whether, and I talked about this on the game day T, um, as well about how you never know who's in literally in the closet you know hiding from their parents you know painting their nails I used to play with Barbies a lot of people don't know that I used to take my sister's Barbies and you know play with Barbies and that it goes back to that whole representation is important and there's a there's space for all wrestling fans um I connected with so many people who are LGBTQ wrestling fans and just talking to them about especially you know they love talking about because they have no when you don't have masculinity to look up to, you look up to femininity. So that's why a lot of LGBTQ wrestling fans, you know, do look up to, to knockouts or, you know, the female wrestlers. Um, so yeah, I just hope I can be that for somebody one day.
0: I, I'd argue that you already are to some people just based off of the people that have like come up to you after shows and especially the your profile in, in the Vegas area and, and on the West Coast now, like it's definitely there. It's just going to continue to grow and now like being on impact in in vegas like at the uh, there it's it's just it's just amazing to see i'm i'm really happy for you and to see like the continued growth and and, and blossoming of of your career so far um i guess as we kind of wrap up here a little bit um one last question for you um obviously you're making your impact debut tonight coming to impact and looking at the vast number of talents in their locker room, who on the impact roster right now, would you most want to step into the ring with?
1: I want to say Chris Bay.
0: Really? Okay. I, I yes. can understand that. Tell me, tell me why, why Chris Bay? Why do you want to go in there with, with uh, finesse?
1: I think it's two enigmas when you get two enigmas in one ring together it's, you're just going to have, you're going to have a clash, you know, you're going to have two people that genuinely think that they're the best at what they do, go at it. And when you get that, you get magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Bay versus Jay will be a match that will happen down the road. And, you know, hopefully happen one day on impact. Um, I grew up watching the x division you know uh kenny king is one of my coaches uh it's you when i say something i grew up watching it's something i definitely want to be a part of as well i always saw myself like wow one day you know i would love to be a part of impact and imagining that match on a bigger stage such as impact wrestling i'm manifesting it you know what i mean opening my third eye here and just like putting out in the universe and, and manifesting it. Uh, We don't know what the future holds, but it's always good to speak things like that into existence. And I definitely think that, like I said, Jay versus Bay has a nice ring to it. It's two people who think that they're the best at what they do and bring the energy and bring the charisma to match it top tier performers. in in my opinion, I, I highly, I look up to, I genuinely look up to Chris Bay.
0: No, I I definitely agree with you on, on all those points. That would be a match that would be yeah, I I'd be there front and center for that one, honestly. Just knowing both of y'all and, and watching both of y'all for, for a while now, like yeah, all in on that. Um no, it's it's gonna be amazing to see. I'm I'm super stoked to, to watch tonight. Um and and to hope that you know this isn't the last time we see you in an impact ring, honestly.
1: Yes, I'm I'm hoping it isn't either. Um Impact will be back over in Las Vegas, November 20th, 21st to 22nd. I'm definitely not sure if I'll be on it, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a great product to support. And if I'm not on it, I will be over there in some capacity. At least, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because uh, when I say the people there are genuinely amazing and they are like, like a fam, like I already see them like as an extended family. Like if I'm not a family member, I'm at least that next door neighbor who you know will come in and, <laughs> and you know bring some bring some cute cookies or something. You know what I mean? Like that.
0: You know what? No, that. Yes, I, I'm into that. I'm into that neighborhood atmosphere there. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: Now well, 8 my, p.
1: M. Eastern Yes. On access.
0: Yes, 8 p.m. Eastern on access tonight. Uh, impact Wrestling. Um, I know myself and so many other people in this community will be helping to manifest more for you, um, whether it be impact or otherwise. Jay, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. Let everybody know where they can find you online.
1: Well, you can find me online at the J A I V I D A L, the J Vidal. And that is on every platform. You could find me on Instagram, on Twitter. Facebook, if you want to be Facebook friends, like it's, you know what I mean? I'm an open book. I love talking to people. Please shoot me a message and let's communicate. Let's talk. You know what I mean? It's about building each other up. Um, That's what this business is about. That's what this world is about. And I think we can make the world a better place like that. Of course, you know, you'll see me at PCW Ultra. You'll see me at Future Stars of Wrestling and, you know, tonight you're gonna to see me on Impact Wrestling on Access TV. <laughs> so let's <laughs> let's 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 keep it going. You know what I mean? Let's keep, as we said, let's keep manifesting and putting out more, more into the universe.
0: No, for sure. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> Thank you. My thanks once again to Jay for taking the time to sit down and chat with me and share a little bit about, um, you know, his amazing 2021 so far. Super excited to see him make his debut on Impact tonight. It's going to be awesome all around, and hopefully this is not the last time that we will see Jay Vidal on our television screens. It's going to be awesome. Um, That's going to do it for the show this week, but before we wrap up, I do want to give some QWI updates because um, obviously if you've been paying attention to the Twitter accounts, and from what I've seen so far, a lot of you have... We have our end of year QWI awards for 2021 that are currently um, open for nominations. Um, A lot of response, and it's been awesome to see. Thank you so much to everyone that has nominated people in all of the various categories. Um, I'm I'm seeing a lot of awesome, awesome entrants for this year. Um, Of course, that voting is still open to everyone until November 14th Um, and then we will have we'll compile all that information and announce the nominees for the awards um, later this month it's going to be I'm super stoked I'm super excited just because I, I love to see all the engagement and the response from from all of you and to see the diversity in the people that are being nominated as well so many so many names. Um, I can't wait to, to see how it all shakes out and to see um, who ends up being our nominees for the QWI Awards. And the other aspect of the QWI, the QWI 200 list that I am producing this year. Um, we also have some news on that too. Um, I can now officially say that we have a date for when the list will be released. So last year, we did the, the, the QWI 100 over about a five-day span um, at the end of December, um, right before Christmas, uh, and ended in between Christmas and New Year's. This year, the QWI 200 will be released over a seven-day period, um, beginning on December 3rd, it's a Friday, and ending on December 9th. Thursday, where we will have a special podcast, uh, a special episode of LGBT in the Ring to go along with that final day of the QWI 200. Releasing um, the the names will be split up over those seven days. Um, so on the first six days, we'll have 30 entrants um, or 30, in, yeah, 30 entrants there um, on those days, and then the final day will be reserved for the top 20. Um, so yeah, we have a plan. Everything is coming together. I am so ecstatic that I get to share this with you. I get to share not just honoring so many outstanding queer wrestlers and queer people in pro wrestling, but to be able to share that ability with all of you through the QWI awards as well. All fan voted on those. So It's going to be a real big bang to end 2021 and establish some traditions heading into 2022 and beyond. You know, this will be the third year that we've done the QWI list in some form. This is the first year for the QWI awards. um, And those are things that I want to continue to produce going forward. So... um, Keep sending the nominations in. the The link to the form is on the LGBT in the Ring uh, Twitter account at LGBT Ring Pod. You can also find it on my personal account um, at WonderboyOTM. Um, and we'll keep getting that circulated around until November 14th, and uh, and then after that, watch out for the final nominations, and watch out on December 3rd for the beginning of the QWI 200 for 2021. With all that said, we will see you next week right here back on LGBT in the Ring. But until then, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated, and all of my love goes out to the Ring of Honor staff. Bye! The bridge. She made a deal with the demon, so I love her, commit. with the moon is high, and the devil is chopping stick. It's the formula six, six, six. six.